wanted to transition over to the draft lottery and talk about Victor Wenbanyama for a second. I I have some thoughts, but I just want to hear what's your what's your perception of this is? He's probably going to, you know, San Antonio at this point. How great of a player do you think this guy is going to be? Um, I've heard a lot of commentary, good and bad, about you know Victor, but like, where where do you see him ultimately being when when his career is all said and done? Yeah, so it's interesting, right? We talked about culture. We talked about how important that was. Just you know, right now, right? Uh, what better organization? What better you know? Having Greg Popovich, who has coached and you know drafted too. Uh, two generational centers, right, in Tim Duncan and David Robinson. So he has a framework to build off of that with uh, with Victor, basically, right? So it's like you copy, paste, done. Uh, he's French, too. Uh, you know, there's been this whole idea, I think, uh, you know, Kobe actually mentioned this. I remember watching it about uh AAU basketball and how it's done shit to the American system of you know teaching players to develop play team basketball less ISO um you know it, it sounds like it's the the NBA kind of took notice notice of that and now they you know have that uh NBA, the G League and are, are trying to uh, right the wrongs of uh AAU basketball but you know Europe, right? They've been teaching the fundamentals for for the past couple of decades, so it's really ingrained in there. And you see that in a talent like Victor, right? So it's like, how can we, how can you not think that this person is going to be, you know, some sort of a superstar? I will say, like, obviously he's young, but you know he's pretty frail. That's obviously the, you know, that's the big call out. Is this another kind of like, you know, Chet Holmgren situation where maybe he gets hurt? Hey, maybe they, he gets hurt. They get the the first overall pick next next year or something, and then you know they kind of go the whole like, and then that would be crazy. Then Popovich's like, "Hey, I'm gonna be like 80, but I'll gladly try to win as many championships, you know, with this squad." So, uh, I, yeah, if I'm Greg Popovich and uh, or a San Antonio Spurs fan, I'm definitely excited. Uh, but yeah, you know, there's off there's also some great other depth um, in this draft too. Uh, obviously, Scooter is a big one, and um, uh, what's that Alabama? The that Alabama small forward as well is a really good, Brandon, you know, good player. Yeah, yeah, Brandon Miller. Um, you know, so good, like awesome. I think you know, uh, uh, talent in, in the front of the draft. It sounds like I, I haven't looked too much on, I guess, the overall depth, but you know, hey, with those types of generational uh, impact players, you can have, you know, why not? Um, you know, think that this could be a good overall draft, and then. Yeah, Victor on the top, going to the San Antonio Spurs, that's as good of a situation you could possibly go to. Yeah. So I guess with that, I mean, I've heard, you know, Chris Bussard say if this guy's not better than Hakeem Olajuwon, he's a complete bust. I mean, those are such big words. Like, I'm just wondering from your perspective, what ceiling do you think this guy has? Like, legitimately, like, where do you think he gets placed uh when his career is all said and done, like, what do you think he'll ultimately be? I could see him potential, right? Uh, maybe, at least my expectation probably would be, like, top 15 all time. Like, it it appears he'll be that good, right? It appears he'll be that good. Again, like, perfect spot, perfect landing spot. 
for him to go to a player, a coach, an organization that has developed, uh, you know, centers, like I mentioned, but also European players too. So, you know, talk about his French background. So has all those attributes, uh, you know, it's like matching strength with strength, right? Like what better situation can go to, I feel like. So I think top 15 possibly, um, you know, obviously, and we see now in the modern day NBA, right? That centers can be be uh, key contributors. We see Jokic, right? He's a ball handler. So is Victor. So maybe he takes some aspects of Jokic's game and then brings on, you know, maybe uh, uh, a little bit more of a three point. Like that. I think there's been some comparisons, or he's looked up to Durant too. Hopefully, he doesn't get you know the the soft the soft skill soft skill set of Durant, but he uh, embodies like the skill set. The actual skill set of Durant there, so uh, I I could definitely see a lot of combinations and you know like I mentioned with Popovich, he'll know who try to, he'll he'll figure out eventually what to do with him. So yeah, that, I think that's my take on that. Yeah, his frame just makes me so nervous. Like looking at what happened to Chet Holmgren, like you said, you're looking at a guy like Kristaps Porzingis who actually like matches up almost perfectly with Wembenyama's body type, except. Porzingis has 10 pounds on him. So I kind of dug around a little bit and like Porzingis has averaged over eight seasons, 50 games a year. And, you know, he missed an entire season one year too, because of um, just different injuries too. I mean, so that's the first thing I look at. I mean, I, I think sometimes when I see some sort of like genetic type freak, I, you know, I think instantly my brain goes to, this could be the most amazing unicorn player of all time. But then quickly, a guy like Zion Williamson shows, you know, what it's like when a guy who's 6'9 and, you know, is filled out like a middle linebacker and can dunk out of the gym. And it's like, well, crap, now he's got leg injuries every year and he's out of shape or his back hurts or whatever. And like, you know, you get Chet Holmgren in and he's, he's you know, blown out his knee before the year even starts and stuff. And it's just like, I don't know, man, I, I, I'm, I'm having a tough time with this one. Like the talent is undeniable and it feels like he could bring a lot of help. When you said Jokic, that's the kind of guy I'm like, I could see him being a Jokic type if he's on the floor 70, 80 games a year, like just with his skill set, he's, he's almost like Anthony Davis in a lot of ways, like able to, you know, kind of, uh, you know, possess the ball. He's able to distribute. He's able to hit threes. He's, you know, obviously, you know, capable of rebounding, blocking and other things too. So like, everything you'd ever want, um, I think, on that front. So I, I think the durability aspect of it all caps his upside for me in the in the like the long-term aspects of what I think this guy could be. On a per-game basis, I think he could be, obviously, uh, an NBA All-Star year in, year out. Uh, I think the other part of it for me with San Antonio is looking at a guy like Kawhi, you know, leaving early and asking out of San Antonio and wanting to kind of do his own thing. Like, will Victor becomes such a star, maybe if he breaks out in his first few years where, you know, the, the lights just aren't you know, bright enough in San Antonio and it's like he wants to try his own path. And, you know, does he go down a route of like, you know, trying to assemble super teams or, you know, never quite fulfilled in the location he's at or with the coaches he has or teammates he has and stuff? Like, I don't know enough about Victor as the person to kind of know you know, who he'll be, like, will he be a Tim Duncan? Will he be a Tony Parker and a Manu Ginobili type to kind of 
you know, buy into a good system. Like there are just so many unknowns with this that when I start hearing guys throw around names like Hakeem and, you know, I can't remember some of the other names I heard. Like he's, if he doesn't beat those guys in accolades and he's a failure. I'm like, let's just all pump the brakes real quick because there's so many great prospects that come into this league year in, year out. I mean, there are very few Yao Mings. There are very few LeBron James and, you know, other types that just like, you know, meet those expectations where I'm kind of like, I'm nervous for this guy. Honestly, I'm kind of nervous for him because yeah, the talent is, is clear, but yeah, I think the injuries get me a little nervous and uh, I definitely see all-star game appearances. Um, I guess if I was to make like a super bold prediction, I think, you know, perhaps he is like an MVP um, at some point, but in other senses, I'm more like feeling like all-star, you know, all-star appearances is where I see maybe this kind of going for him. Yeah. I mean, those are all fair points. Because uh, they, I mean, there's just history and precedent. You, know, you mentioned Chad Holgram, like, obviously, he's just someone he had one season, he, he could have possibly played and, you know, he got hurt in, in the offseason, you know, playing, like, it was like a pickup game right in Seattle. So, um, you know, I I don't know if there is an injury history with Victor, but I don't think there was one even with Chet Holmgren. So, uh, you know, it's definitely a we'll see type of thing. But, you know, like we mentioned of how important culture is, right? You know, he's what, I think 19 or something. So going to be highly impressionable. Going to have, you know, I'm sure Popovich is going to bring in Tim Duncan, David Robinson, you know, the, the Spurs lineage basically to help out you know, instill that culture uh, around Victor. So that's where I feel pretty good about that uh, and how they develop him. And, you know, hopefully they kind of keep him, you know, grounded, I I, I would think, uh, in, as well as any 19-year-old with Superstar uh, written all over them, how grounded they could possibly be. So um, I guess my question then would be like, who do you think will have the best career out of, out of those three, right, that we just mentioned? I, like, do you see, like, Victor uh, just kind of running away with it? Uh, you know, it, it presumably, you know, going to the, the Spurs there with the number one overall pick. Or do you see, like, Scooter Henderson or Brandon Miller? Do you see that any of them overtaking Victor in terms of accolades, championships, et cetera? I mean, this is, again, kind of giving me vibes of Zion Williams and John Moran, to be honest with you. And, you know, my type of player is just more traditional conventional body types like it's a wing that's six seven or a point guard that's six two super explosive and has a good jump shot or something like that whereas you get into this like hey this guy is seven five and has seven ten wingspan and can dunk you know dunk and shoot threes and like it gets me kind of nervous man i just feel like it's so it's so foreign that you know there's just there there aren't a lot of guys i feel like that pile up you know, consistent year in, year out, all-star, you know, level production, staying healthy with, with these kinds of body types. And uh, again, it's no slight on Victor in his talent and things, but I think if I were holding the number one pick, I would want to know what the price is, you know, could I get a Joel Embiid from Philly with, you know, maybe some other pieces being swapped in that and give Philly Wembenyama like, Give me Joel Embiid all day. You know, if uh, 
if Memphis is on that brink of wanting to part ways with Moran, but wants to know that they're protected for the future, like now Moran's a different case, and maybe we can talk about that a little bit, but you know, I'm kind of of the of the mindset of like I'd want to know that my my star is someone I can trust to be on the floor night in night out producing and like I don't know I get into this this mental mindset where I'm like I might be the guy that wants to trade down or trade away and take a Scooter Henderson with other assets and kind of build maybe a more conventional team in the way that I think about it but. That's kind of where I'm at. I, I, you know, I can't right now tell you if I if I'm confident in Scooter Henderson or Brandon Miller as like superstars, but I just need a little bit more time to let it sink in. And I know you and I like probably will put together an NBA draft like special for this, but like I will do some more digging on that. But that's kind of my thought off the bat. Yeah, no, I, it's 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 difficult. It's difficult, right? Because you look at the situation. I mean, that's my whole thing, I feel like, is like you look at the situations where each of these players are going. Um, you also talk about positional value, right? Uh, which I know that's been a topic of, you know, this show. Um, you know, apart from, I guess, Giannis, right? It's like, like what, what NBA team of recent memory, you know, with the modern day NBA now, right, has won with the, the big man being their best player? Um, Obviously, Giannis, exceptional uh, talent, you know, was a, a mid first round pick, right? Um, but apart from that, you know, you look at the modern day NBA and, you know, the Steph Curry's and how he, how he changed the game. And now, you know, everybody's kind of adapted towards that play style. You know, do you go with the, with the big man um, to be your, your best best player overall? Or do you look at you know, the point guard or the forward a little bit more. Because um, that seems like we're, in my opinion, the best players, uh, the best teams overall, where you kind of build from. So, you know, the Lakers, right? Uh, LeBron's the best player. But then, obviously, uh, you know, Anthony Davis has the impact on the defensive end. So don't, don't want to slight him on there. But you ask, who's the leader of this team? Who's the best player? You know? more often than not, you're, you're probably going to get people saying LeBron is. So um, that's, I think, where, you know, this is a nice, I think, debate topic to to figure out. Um, now you see Scooter possibly going to be going to uh, Charlotte, right? I think that's kind of what people are thinking. But then it's like, oh, so you got Lamelo, and then you also got Scooter. So you kind of have, like, two point guards. Uh, but then, you know, you bring in the factor of, like, oh, what happened with the, the Warriors, right, with James... Well, Wiseman, like they could have gotten him, but uh, a little mellow ball, but they, instead they chose uh, James Wiseman because they kind of needed that center. Uh, but then they forgot, oh, we actually don't have centers in our, in our uh, uh, team, in our flow of our offense and defense. So it, it never really made sense, but they kind of just did it for the sake of doing it, it felt like. So, um, yeah, and then you have the Portland Trailblazers now, uh, you know, if they were to get Brennan Miller, but... It honestly sounds like if I'm them, you gotta be, you gotta be shopping it around. Like I don't think Dame Lillard he wants to be, you know, uh, waiting for this rookie to develop and become whatever he can be. Is is kind of what I'm thinking. So I don't know. Yeah, I feel like this draft a lot of a lot of unknowns for sure. A lot of talent, which is is great and adds a lot of fuel to the fire. But at the same time, those unknowns I think make 
you know, we're going to have more questions. I feel like then there might be some answers for these teams. Yeah, yeah. The teams that end up with these three picks, I mean, of the three, the San Antonio Spurs seem to have the most roster. I don't know. That makes sense for the pick they're, they're going to take. Like, I feel like Wembenyama fits really well with the other pieces they have, like uh, Kelvin Johnson, Devin Vassell, others. I feel like it's a nice fit for him, whereas, like, you add Brandon Miller to the slew of wings that Portland has besides Lillard. It's kind of tough to say, like, Lillard's window is is still wide enough that where Brandon Miller could reach, you know, his his, you know, maybe peak or potential with that squad that that would still line up with Lillard being in some of his best years still. And then, like you said, with Charlotte, it's a complete headache because it's like, well, we've already got LaMelo, so we're either going to have to like kind of have these two coexist and being kind of like just a really bad fit or, you know, we're shipping one of them and you know, it's uh yeah, I would have much rather actually seen like the Pistons or Rockets get in the top three just because I think they're so exciting. They're like both on the brink to me of like a player, a young player away from being like the next great core. Um, but they'll kind of miss out a little bit here.